All right. Welcome in. Welcome back to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Dave underscore BFR. Follow Ficky on all socials. Uh, it's Ficky Baby. And of course, check out the pod at BFR underscore pod on Twitter. Again, all socials there as well. Um, again, this podcast would not happen without Sports Mockery. So if you need any of the sports news, I know Cubs, you know, deadline signings and everything like that's coming. So if you want all your sports news, go ahead and check out there. Uh, but again, Ficky, man, we're back. We had a buy. Um, but Bears versus Lions, five games left. Uh, feels like there's a lot at stake. I mean, they could even sneak in. We'll get to that later, you know, <laughs> yeah. around the table. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're an optimist, but how are you doing, man? How'd the buy treat you? Um, are you feeling kind of rejuvenated a little bit? You know what? It's kind of like two sides of the coin. The first side is, you know, you can't get disappointed. So that's always nice. Like as much as I love football, like having a Sunday and you don't have to worry about stuff like that's That's kind of feels good. But on the other end, we have not played on Sunday in like three Sundays. So it's, I'm kind of ready for like a regular Sunday noon game just to get back in the flow. Uh, so, you know, right. You know, I'm, I'm not like mad, but I'm definitely itching to see what we can do, especially since this we'll get into. But since the last Lions game was so electrifying, you know, even though we ended up losing, it was such an exciting game. I'm kind of like ready to see what we can do this second time around. But how about you? I kind of feel the same. I feel the same exact way. Um, I think we had obviously we had an episode during the bye week where we kind of talked with Jacob Infante over at the Windy City Gridiron, talked about the draft, talked really talked about Caleb Williams, which I thought was a fun episode. So if you missed that one, go check it out. Uh, but other than that, we kind of took both of us kind of took a break um, and kind of going into this one. We have, I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, five games, and this is one of the most important ones. And you could say this one could be the hardest one on the schedule. Uh, the Lions are kind of reeling um, yeah. a little bit. They four, um, four out of the last five they've won, and their offense is. I mean, we know their offense; it's dominant. Yeah. So, yeah, and their defense is. You know, there's holes there that, that you know. Obviously, Justin Fields and 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 the Bears they kind of showcase what they could do against the, the Detroit Lions. So, but there's going to be adjustments. You know, I think uh, there's an interesting quote that I'll bring up later um, from their head coach Dan Campbell about Justin Fields and how they, you know, um, how it kind of sucks just playing them. You know, to kind of put into perspective, he just said this sucks. You know, essentially. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And we're going to go ahead and go over our midseason grades, uh, midseason-ish. I know we're five games left, but our buy is a little bit later. So we're going to go through real quickly coaching, all that, um, Justin Fields, defense, which I think is, I think, almost a top 10 unit in the last few weeks. Um, and then we're going to obviously get to the game, bold predictions, um, and then our final game predictions. Um, but Ficky, um, before I hop into it, let me go ahead and bring up um, one thing here. Robbie Gold, he did retire. Uh, today he oh. announced players tribune the goat uh should have retired a bear um so first of all do you think he's going to sign a one-day contract that's what i wanted to bring up because i mean yeah to, right? yeah you would think so and if i mean it i mean it doesn't really it 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 doesn't really change anything like that man's beloved in the city so like if right. he does that's fine and if you look at his instagram post it was the bear's jersey so like i think people know the man lives yeah. in chicago like his whole family's I, in chicago so i i don't think i'm assuming he will but if he doesn't i'm i don't care enough because like he's still chicago like no one thinks robbie yeah. golden thinks uh san francisco so i agree i think it was funny there was a tweet today that i i had saw briefly and it was like long time 49ers kicker retires robbie gold some it was some headline like that and I was just like, are you serious right now? Like, I, I don't know who quote tweeted. Well, it was one of the Bears, um, one of the Bears content creators. I think it was maybe DWC or something like that. But 
But yeah. to be fair, Hilarious. though, he did so he did do some bear-like things in Chicago. First off, made kicks. He's always done that. And he knocked the Packers out twice in the playoffs. So, like, you know what? Yeah. Want, you know, I'm not mad about that. So, again, like, I think most people agree. Like, I think we're all fans of Robbie Gold, good as gold. Uh, so, good luck to his future and future endeavors and things like that and what he gets into. But, like, he, yeah, put a banner up for the boys. So, yeah, no, I, I wish he, you know – I wish he kind of would have just played his entire career in Chicago, but at the end of the day, he kind of had two, you know, obviously Chicago is home. I believe he's going to sign that one day contract at the end of the day, but with the bears, uh, but if they would have never let him go, who knows what happens? I understand he was playing poorly when they did make the move to kind of move. It was like his him, worst year, but, it was like, but, he, <laughs> but it, I get it. I get it. I mean, and also it's like, can we really be that, greedy because we had him for like a decade <laughs> you know yeah. this is the nfl you know how hard it is to have one person it's hard enough to get one person for a full their full rookie contract to get someone for <laughs> i think you got what three with the bears like that's incredible so yeah um i get it Ryan and his Pace story was in. his story yeah, was yeah. crazy too you know yeah the I way mean, he came in yeah he took over i mean he was a baller's like even his rookie year so you know i think i think I look back at Robbie Gold, and I'm not upset that, you know, I mean, he wanted to stay, but Ryan Pace had to make his moves. He was expected to get big money, and that was his worst year. So I get it. Like, yeah. it wasn't like uh, what you see nowadays where someone's up for their contract or like, a, let's just say Jalen Johnson right now, right? Which I don't think will happen where it's like, oh, they want their money. And you're like, nah, get out of here, even though you played a good year. Or even recently, what we saw with Roquan, right? It was nothing like that. The man got a, a lot of years on our team, did a lot of good for the team, and yeah. a new GM came in and said, hey, look, can't can't resign you. So, But the good thing is, like, Robbie Gold got to continue on his career. It wasn't like an Erlacher where you were done. Of course, it's a kicker, a much different position, yeah. you know, no toll in the body. But he got to do great things in uh, San Francisco. So I think, like, overall, you know, I'm happy for the guy. And, I'm, you know, he, he, he had a, a, a lustrous career, made a lot of money, great kicker one of the most accurate kickers in nfl history so like yeah i don't think there's like anything bad with how his uh journey has been for sure so hopefully he does uh, retire with the bears though That'd i think he will i think that's yeah, i likely. think they're working behind the scenes to kind of get that they get that done as far as signing that one one day contract and you know ultimately retire uh chicago bear but shout out to him a really good article too i don't know if you had a chance to read it but i thought it was interesting um just just awesome to see Robbie. It is weird to see him. It kind of shows how old I feel, you know. Not that yeah, we're he's terribly almost old, 40. but I'm like, he's got to be forty, right? Him or us? But I remember, I remember like the Seahawks game playoff, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. vividly. And it's like that was a long ass time ago, bro. That was like in, in, 07. history. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was so, so long ago. <laughs> and I think I was ten. Yeah, I was ten at that time. Yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. remember it vividly. But <laughs> hey, shout out to Robbie Gold. I kind of just want to bring that up, you know, out of respect for him, what he's done. Crazy, awesome career. Um, but now I want to get to, again, we'll get to this quote with um, Dan Campbell, uh, Lions head coach, uh, when we kind of preview the game a little bit more in depth. But one thing we have not done, we wanted to do a couple episodes ago, or I think with Infante when we had him on, was to go over just the the midseason-ish grades. Um, and that episode ended up being almost an hour, 45 <laughs> minutes, and we still yeah. did not get to it. So <laughs> we tabled it. We're going to do it here. If you guys want to kind of drop some of your grades and kind of how you're feeling on, on the YouTube comments, um, Go right ahead while we're going through this. Um, also, I thought we get uh, the coaching. 
before okay. we get to that as well, uh, can some because yeah. I know there, it's Thursday night football. So first off, we appreciate all of you watching it. Yeah. But this game does have implement uh, implications, and I did see someone, some people commenting about it. So if anyone wants to give us like some live updates, because we mm -hmm. want the Pats to win, which might be tough, right? But keep us keep us in check with that as well. So sorry, not to absolutely. Cut you off, but I saw some people talking about it, so I want to make sure. We can yeah, stay I'll be as well. <laughs> Let's go, Pats! Right, we're right, Patriots yeah, yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah, for tonight for sure. But they, yeah, they maybe like do do so. Their midseason grade is F's across the board. So <laughs> they gotta, well, they gotta, they gotta bring that shit up. Oh, Pats are winning seven three. Hey, Bradley let's go. B. Let's go. Thank you, Bradley B. We appreciate that. We'll check up on that later. You know, um, I'll bring it up here. We'll, we'll, we'll take a look. So, but I want to do real quick coaching. We'll get this out the way. Again, mm. Matt Eberflus, he's DC uh, as well as head coach. So, Ficky, I'll start with you. Kind of what is your grades and how, how we're doing this is just overall everything that's transpired from pressers, mm -hmm. how he's handling, you know, there's been a lot of issues internally, a lot of HR stuff. Just as a whole, grade him, um, not just on the field, but everything all together. And then as far as grading goes, you could just do the typical scale, A through F. I mean, you could throw A plus, A minus, B plus, yeah. B minus, et cetera. So what are you thinking yeah. – Matt Eberflus. So it's a two-part question because head mm -hmm. coach DC, totally, completely different grades. Let's start. Let's start with the. I want to end on a positive note. So let's start with the negative. Let's start with head coaching. <laughs> I'm gonna have okay. to give him probably a D, C minus D. I you could argue both. I'm okay with that. But based off the term, because from a leader standpoint, you know we've had two HR incidents, which is not good. You brought those guys in, right? That's so. That's not good. The collapse of games we've seen this year, obviously Lions, Denver, you know, I think we had another one too, but the collapses we've seen this year and then overall record, right? So at the end of the day, we're four and eight. That's not great. And then if you tie that in with the record last year, which was three and 14, you're seven and trying to do math 22 or something like that. So overall, from a head coaching standpoint, you're, I can't give you a passing grade because you're not even winning games. Okay. So D. I'd say he's on the up though, like a, a snidge. So I would give him like a C minus, you know, I could argue both. Now DC, I got to give him his flowers. Okay. The past two okay. games, the past two games, the defense has seven turnovers. I know one again, I know one's against Josh Dobbs, but one was against Jared Goff, right? Three interceptions, uh, fumble recovery in that game. Last game, we had what? Four interceptions <laughs> against Josh Dobbs and the Vikings and the defense since he's taken over as the DC the defense has been getting better and better. Obviously we've had players come back from injury. So that ties in, you got Montez sweat. That's a, you know, that's a great plus as well, but overall, like I can't, you know, I, the, the defense has looked good. I mean, is it amazing? No. So I'm not going to give him an a, but from what he's done, I could easily see a B minus B, right? Cause at the end of the day, I don't need the defense to be amazing. I would love that. But in a modern day NFL, if you can give me a defense that gets you turnovers, right? We talk about his hits principle, the big ones, T turnovers. They're doing that. And they're doing, they're giving the offense a bunch of opportunities to march down the field and score. Now the offense hasn't done that, which could go to head coaching, right? And who you have as OC, which we'll get to. But overall, I got to give, I got to give head coach like D minus, I mean, D C minus, and I probably got to give like uh DC uh B minus B, but you know, depending on how this game's going, maybe it gets higher to a B plus, A minus. If, if you know, if they come out here and go crazy again, like they have been, the streak they're on, who knows? So, right. No, I agree. Um, I think you nailed it. I don't think there's even much more to say. Um, I think the DC, we we always knew from his time in Indy, 
Indy was a he had a top 10 defense throughout that entire tenure, I believe. Yeah. And that's just that that's why he was hired as well. Like that pedigree right there alone. Um, obviously he's not, you know, the typical like hire right now as far as just going offensive minded. I feel like that's just the the rage of the last few years. But <laughs> yeah, of course the Bears went with defense and and we're you know, that's showing that's showing through with this defense. And then you add in Montez Sweat, who's a multiplier like we talked about. So oh yeah. I think overall DC um, as far as Matt Eberflus, I almost go just the way they've been playing. I almost want to bring up to an A, but I'll, I'll probably go B plus as a DC just because, first of all, he took over midseason, which was crazy. crazy. We not easy to do, especially when at that time when it was almost one of the it's probably the worst part of the season when Allen Williams and all that crap was going through and Chase he had to Claypool, take over same time. Chase Claypool, he was dealing with a lot at the head coaching level, um, as well as you know, now I have to call plays on Sunday, you know, which is not easy to do. And I know he's he's mentioned that he's both in the offensive meetings and the defensive meetings, but it's just a whole nother, I think a whole nother level as far as just actually having the responsibility on Sundays. Your 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 head coach and defense, you know, it, it's I think That's it's impressive. Head coaching, I'm actually this might be surprised, but I'm gonna go like C. I'm gonna go even keel because I think he's reeled in this team. Like they this could have easily been a dumpster fire like because yeah. beginning of the year week four week five after that denver broncos game it looked like this was going to be a long ass season and everyone even myself was just like when is he going to get fired he has to go this is embarrassing and now it's like okay the, we're talking about early how we kicked off the show they go on a run here finish they could run the table finish with nine wins should have been 11 if they if they go if they finish with nine wins man and then you I take mean, about you know the detroit loss and the denver loss which should he'll have been back. what you could that would have been 11. So he'll be back me, if, if they if they went out 100%, he'll be back and yeah. that means he has a passing grade. So yeah. Absolutely. I just want to give him props for because I've been hard on him. Um, I think we a lot of Chicago has obviously for a good reason. So. I mean, yeah. if you look at his record, you look at his record right now, you uh, me giving him a C grade is probably like what the fuck, you know, that's generous, crazy. Yeah, back is very see generous. But I just overall this just for this year, I feel like he has he didn't lose the locker room, which I thought he did at one point. I thought it was already over. So for me, I think it's quite impressive everything he's dealt with. Not great, just because he did hire those. He hired these coordinators. HR issues—that's a direct reflection. No matter mm-hmm. how unfair it is, it's it's direct reflect the head coach and the culture. But at the end of the day, this thing is still the 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 ship is still floating. It's a float. You know, it looked like it was gonna be a shipwreck. You know, early on, it was it was a it was a shit show. But I gotta give him credit credit. So and then we're gonna uh, move to. Wait a second. I want to I want to uh, address this comment here from Bradley B. Appreciate the comment, by the way. Uh, he said Fluce can't get an A until his defense doesn't get embarrassed by top QB. That is true, right? I'll say like Josh Dobbs isn't a great, <laughs> you know, I'd say mark of how strong your defense is. But before that, get before Jared Goff's game against us, Jared Goff was easily a, performing at top five rate. They have a top five offense. He hadn't been turning the ball over like at all. Like his touchdown to turnover ratio is great. So I would actually say that was the first game where we actually saw the defense play well against the top. I know Jared Goff isn't a sexy name, but when you took, when you look at numbers, it, they have a top five offense. You can't have a top five offense without a top five, top 10 quarterback, right? So I, I w- I'd have to kind of go back on that on this comment. But yes, I would agree. Like Josh Dobbs, that's not a great mark to be like, oh, this defense is amazing. They can defeat no. anyone. No, right. And I got to get that. 
and I think you're hundred percent right, Figgy. Like Jared Goff, first of all, I have him in our sleeper sleeper league, you know, our dynasty. Um, he's a great bridge quarterback, but he and even just fantasy wise, I mean, he puts up numbers. Like obviously, look at offensive. I don't know where the Lions rank offensively. They're top, um, the top five to six top. yards, yards and uh, points. Dude, five and six, I think. That's 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 yeah. And then the PFF has them as top, top three, the third in the NFL overall PFF oh. grade for offense is eighty four point two, third highest in the NFL. I mean, Jared Goff is a huge reason. I, I got it right here. Twenty seven point three points per game, six in the NFL yards Dang. per game, second. Yeah, they're. You don't just stumble that's upon pro, yards. That's prolific. Yeah, they're yeah. Good. it's a good quarterback. But it is it is easy to be like, okay, Jared Goff. You know, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's easy to be like, oh, he's he's not a top ten quarterback, top fifteen, you know, maybe. But it's like, no, he's a top ten quarterback last year and even this year, in my opinion. And honestly, that trade they made with the Rams. I mean, if you think about it, that. I know they got the Super Bowl, but I, I, yeah, I, don't know. Deal. I was going to say that's kind of a fair trade, though, because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you want a Super Bowl, right? So, you but at got the time, they're like, oh, they got Jared Goff. What the, who, you know, yeah, what are they like, doing? Ah. Yeah, but no, it really turned out, and maybe they didn't, maybe they lucked into Jared Goff, but he's always been kind of like a, a decent player, you know, yeah, he's even been in, above average. But what he's been doing the past two years, like, this mm-hmm. isn't just this year, it's like a last resurrection. Year, yeah, he looked good last year, too. So, and that's why Ben Johnson is. Year. Kind of like a, a hot topic as well because absolutely, I mean he he is a big reason on that. But that's kind of a wild card, and we'll get to the coaching who we want as as far as a coach, head coach later. Um, it, we'll dissect it even more. I think we went a little bit, a little bit uh, into it in regards to I think the bye episode with Jacob Infante. But I want to move to Luke Getzey. This is a big one because if Eberflus comes back next year and Justin Fields comes back, does that mean Luke Getzey is and? And if he doesn't, that would mean another offensive coordinator for Justin Fields, which would be his third. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then no. we're on fourth, yeah, third. Okay, I thought it was third. Could be wrong there, but either way, you're moving. Third. You don't want you, that. Is something you want consistency in the NFL? And Justin, since he's entered this league, has rarely got that. And so, if you bring back Flus, which all right, who cares? Just just stay with me here. You bring him back. I almost think you have to bring back Luke Getze because of the consistency factor. And I've been on him. It has been brutal, screen after screen. But it's like, maybe, just maybe, you know, if you bring him back, you can kind of figure something out and that maybe that consistency would pay off and maybe it's worth it. Otherwise, you're kind of talking about like Jay Cutler where it's like, you know, you're doing this man a disservice by changing the system every single year. So, yeah, but they all suck. So I, I mean, that's right. So maybe sucks. maybe you get this one. You know, maybe you have Marvin Harrison Jr. and you have a, you know a bunch of dogs, and you get you know even more talent on the offensive side. So maybe you bring in a new OC. It doesn't really matter. But I want to just get to Luke Getzey. I'm rambling here, but I, I guess I'll start with this one. Um, as far as my grade, I'm gonna go. I know he's an easy scapegoat, but I think it's rightfully so. I'm gonna go D. I'm not gonna go F because there has been. Some moments, you know, Justin has thrown for four touchdowns uh, in one game twice this year. So that's eight in two games. That's impressive. And I know a lot of it is DJ Moore, maybe, and Yak and and Justin Fields making plays. But at the end of the day, I think you got to give a little bit of credit there to Luke Getze. But I, I would still say overall D just because he has put him in terrible situations. He's honestly got him hurt as well. When he went down for um, that, what, 28-day stretch, 30-something-day stretch, I mean – 
I know Justin holds on to the ball, but I mean that play calling was horrendous against the Vikings. Yeah. Um. The the first the first match. First, yeah. The second, well, the second one, one. I mean, it worked. I was God. still pissed off because but you 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 could see what the game plan was, and you got to yeah. again. I tip my hat to Luke Getzey because he did. He kind of learned. Hey, we're gonna get the ball out quick every fucking every snap <laughs> every play yeah, only yeah. thing i would have liked for getsy is maybe to switch it up that game we we beat that dead horse talking about you know as far as what the hell was that game paul because i think that was the the vikings game was when i think his passing chart everything was well how many times did he have uh, a, a ball thrown? 17 uh 17 the yeah it was like 17 the at the line or behind yeah good amount. that's incredible Almost makes me want to. Almost makes me want to bring my grade down to like an F. <laughs> I mean, there's not much but, lower you can go. As I say, no, but go I'm gonna go with D. You know, and I think it's just as far as bringing him back next year, the only reason you do it is for cohesiveness and consistency for Justin. But at the same time, if that consistency, you know, it almost is negated by the play calling and the inability to kind of adapt and i don't believe he's a an elite offensive mind you know as far as you know the top of the top um when it comes to this league and and it's it's interesting so i'm gonna go d what are your thoughts on luke getsy his grade and are you everything you said i i agree there's nothing extra to add on it's like Mm -hmm. and that's why we're such in a weird we're such a weird position there's so many yeah (laughs) i I wish i maybe not i wish Going into the offseason, we could be like, oh, this is what we need to do. Yeah. But there's so many options, and I can see this. I can at least understand the reasons for certain options, whether it be the quarterback, keeping the head coach, even the offensive coordinator. That one, I'm more on like get rid of them no matter what. But I can see the argument, like even how you said, just from a consistency standpoint. But who knows, man? Like, that's why you said these next five games are crucial. Not and another only, thing is, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say these next five games are so crucial <laughs> because it's not just Fields or Caleb Williams, right? It's Fields, Getsy, uh, and uh, Flutes. Like they're all, in my opinion, they could all be tied together. Even I think Ryan Poles is gonna stay, but even Ryan Poles, in essence, so like. It's like a whole nother, like these next five games is like a whole nother season for us. Like this is our playoffs. That's how, Absolutely. how I feel it. And it's fun. So many questions. Need to be I don't know. I don't know if everyone else feels this way, but like, I mean, outside of like the Twitter arguments between, you know, Justin, Kayla Williams going to like, honestly, I took a break from Twitter and, you know, during, I was very on there very frequently over this bye week just because there's not much more to talk about. The bears aren't playing, which is, you know, take advantage of that. You talked about early in the pod watching football stress fee stress free and i come back like today this is this is my first day back really paying attention all that and i'm like people are still arguing trying to get their opinion across like because first of all i don't think you're going to change anyone's opinion if they want caleb williams you're not going to change that unless justin goes nuclear like as far as like the last five games even then i don't think there's gonna be people will be like oh no that's a fluke that's you know that's just five games like there's just always going to be arguing um and I just thought it was impressive that they were still going on at this right. time. So time out, time out, time out. Yeah. Great news. Great news. Mitch got picked. That's the Mitchy we know. All right. So that's that's great. Let's go, Pats. I think they're already up. Let's march that down the field and let's score again. So we're talking about, you know, should we get Caleb? Should we get, I mean, <laughs> should we keep fields? Well, either way, we want to have that number one pick because we can get value for it. 
either way, either our next quarterback or we can flip that for a, a haul. So sorry, I had to had to throw that update in there. Thank you, Mitch, no. for doing Mitch things. We appreciate that. I'm trying to see the video here if I can. But yeah, Mitch <laughs> Trubisky, Bears legend, doing the Bears, doing the Bears right, you know. Um, let's see here. So I, I don't even know what the score is. We'll take a look at it in a second. But again, you bring in you bring in Luke Getzi, you bring him back. You got to remember what's coming with that because yes, it would be Justin, but on top of that, you're likely going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. at the end of the day. Because if you don't go quarterback, you better end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. Then you get some more talent on the uh, defensive side. Bring in, uh, you know, maybe a couple more offensive linemen, more depth. Either way, even just like how Justin would get better with more talent around him, you would like to think that Luke Getzey would too, right? Um, I don't think I don't think you would keep calling screens for Marvin Harrison Jr., who's six four or six five or whatever he is. Yeah. I, I swear to God, if that happens, you fire him mid-season, you bring someone else in. But but again, I, I think it's an interesting topic. Um, I was gonna bring up special teams, uh, Richard Hightower. Okay. I, I don't I don't think there's a lot to talk about. Like we haven't had to talk about the special teams, and I think that's good. similar to like the offensive line. You yeah, don't have great. to talk about it, you don't hear about it during the broadcast or for special we know teams. I give like a pass fail grade, right? Yeah. It's, it's a little bit harder to, I'd say, give it like a full in-depth analysis because first off, we don't even see like enough of like what all the players do. Like on a punt, you barely even see the gunners, right? Like did the gunner make the tackle? Great. But there's so many other aspects that you miss, right? So we haven't, Cairo's been great, right? NFC player of the month this past month. So Cairo's fantastic. Can't be mad about that. I think our punter's been been pretty good. Trenton Gill, right? Uh, a polls find in what last year's draft. And then, I mean, other than that, like that ha- we've had no kick returns against us, no touchdowns. We've had no punt return touchdowns against us. So it's gotta be a passing grade. That's how I view it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here as far as the, the bears go, um, they're 18th according to PFF and special teams, which is middle of the pack. Um, again, I think as far as the kicker, you have a top five in Santos easily. Um, which I keep on saying it, but I'll say it again. You got to get that extension done. But I agree. Uh, I, as far as pass fail, I don't even know if you want to grade him because it's just like mm. Santos. Maybe I, I would give him an A just because of he's the one guy that on special teams that's really highlighted. One critique though, and maybe this is why the Bears' um, grade is kind of down. Is I almost think the Bears have to go get another punter. Um, I've been kind of a big fan of like Trent Gill, but I just I'm not sure. Like sometimes I'm like what. What is he doing? Like, as far as the kicks go, whether it's just kind of like a, it's kind of flat. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting it's, picky but here. But I'm day, not, we shouldn't just, be punting. I mean, I, it's true, I, I but, feel you. But if, but, if, but if, when if, you if need, that's our worst, yeah, we need one. You but need the one. best, but the best teams, when even the best teams late in games where you have, you know, you get, uh, you're, you're on your own 20, you can't get, you're about two yards short, you're not, you can't go for it there. So you got to, you got to flip the field, right? And in, in big games down the stretch, whether it be late in the season or playoffs, you and you have a good defense and you trust that, flip the field. And I feel like sometimes Trenton Gill. He's a second year. Here's my thing, just devil's advocate. Second yeah. year, there's way more bad punters than there are good punters, just like kickers for some reason. Like, it is hard to find, like, a good punter and a good kicker. I don't know why it is, but – I, that's fine. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, if you want to get a new punter, I'm, I'm not, like, against that. That's, and, and you can literally – you don't even have to draft one. We can literally pick one up next year 
uh, as a UDFA. But and I wanted I was wrong and I was at this game right here. Thank you, Ghost of Judah Tribe. I was literally at this game. I totally forgot the Panthers did return a punt return on us. So we did give up one. Overall, though, still like I'd give it a passing grade. Like if you want to be minus C plus B, I don't care. Like for me, it's it's special teams. Like like you said, Dave, you na- you nailed it right on the head. If we don't have to like, if we didn't have to be like, wow, like if we, if it's not like a big red flag, then I'm not worried about it. You know. So. No. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I just uh, off topic here. I just saw a highlight uh, on Twitter about the the pick from Mitch. It's 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 brutal, man. Yeah, and the Patriots Mitch like. <laughs> they almost returned it because it was inside his own 20, and they, they returned it to about the 10 yard line. So they're hoping they're in Hell score. Yeah. Hopefully, they Let's score. go, Bill Belichick, man. Let's we just got to, we'll just cancel the pod. We'll, we'll, we'll reschedule it do tomorrow. <laughs> Let's finish up this game now. You know, so no, again, I can, fun fact, a fun fact, though, real quick about this Bill huh? Belichick's defenses are pretty good. If you, they have given up less than, yep. I think, I know like 10 points this. in like the past four games. Every other team that's done that <laughs> has won those games. They're like 4 0. The Patriots are 0 4 in those games. So it just Dude. reminds me of like bear esque football because we've had so many years where our defense was like, oh, wow, look how many points it didn't allow. The defense looked great. Shit, that's happened this year. You know, the couple of games where it's like, oh, wow, the offense is in great field position. We've had two plus, three plus turnovers. Why can't we score? So, up and we do have an update. Touchdown pats. So it's probably 14-3. So hell yep, yeah. 14-3. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, JP. And thank you, Bradley B. Appreciate that. And then I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, statistically, Gil's one of the worst in the league. So no, you know what? that's what I'm, I'm saying. Fine with, yeah. I'm fine with that. If we need to get a new punter, I'm totally fine with that. That's, no, that's not a big concern. Yeah. Man, I don't even know. I'm not going to stay more. There's people here listening to this right now. Like, are they fucking talking about a punter for five minutes? Like, what, what are we doing? doing? <laughs> um, anyways, um, let's move on here. The next topic I have here is the offense. And I broke it down. Obviously, quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive line, tight end, running back. What okay. we'll do is I'm going to do an overall offensive grade. Okay. And then we're going to go through some players, Ficky. Okay. Um, we'll go quick. We don't want, we want this to be too say, long. We got a, that's a lot of people, but yeah. we can do it. We can do it. We're just going to have some fun with it, but I'm going to start here. Uh, I'm going to have you start Bears offense through week 14. What's your grade? As and a whole, whole? Right now? As a position. whole. As a okay, whole. as a whole, yep. let's give them uh, – I'm going to say C-. minus. There's games okay. where I'm like, oh, wow, I'd give you a B. There's games where I'm like – wow, I'd give you a D. So I'm going to say they're <laughs> underperforming a tad. And if you look at their stats, it would it would align up. I think yeah. our offense, it's not as bad as what you think, but it's not great. And actually, I think in the beginning of our preseason, I was like, if our offense could be like top 18, that's what I would love. So we're not too far off. If you look at points per game, we're scoring 20.2. That's 20th in yards per game. We're also 20th. Okay. So like, Again, to be like above a C, you would need to be, um, you know, you cut it in half, C's like 16. So, like, you're just a little bit below that. Uh, so, I have to give you like a C minus, slightly underperforming uh, from, from a, a whole offense perspective. And really, it's like the running game's probably higher up, like A, right? Top five running offense. And passing game is like D. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of the inconsistency with it. Yeah. I think it's so what, so, what was your overall grade? Just a overall- C minus. C minus. Okay. And then if you split it up, it's like it's our run game. I'd give an A. Do you know our, off the top of your head? You can look it up. What is what is their where are they how many points per game again? 20. What is that ranking in the fall? 20th. 
Okay. And the yards so, per game is 20th as well. According to PFF, they're 23rd high, uh, highest graded offense. Um, some teams around them right now, um, believe it or not, at 20 is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they have some weapons too. Ball. The Chargers at 19. Um, yeah, they scored six teams. points last week in one. Crazy. Um, Indy is at 25, um, tied for 25. Um, and then the Bucks are just ahead of the Bears and then the Raiders. Um, some of the top offensives, like we talked about, 49ers, Dolphins, Lions, Cowboys, Bills, Ravens, Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings All are up there. Teams. I think it would be interesting. I really think it would be interesting to see where Justin or where this team would be offensively if Justin never got hurt. Um, to keep that cohesiveness, the consistency. I know I keep talking about it, but it would have been fun because he was kind of hitting his stride there. Heck I yeah, know he, he got hurt. His best and I know games. he got hurt. He got hurt against the, the Vikings. Um, and it was a terrible first half, but who knows? You know, you're going to have bad games. It just happens in this league. And so for me, offensively as a whole, I am going to go, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Um, Cause you said C minus C minus. Okay. I'm going to go C plus. I'm going to go a little bit higher, a little bit more optimistic just because I like what I've seen at times. And I think they would not be, cause you got to remember Tyson Bajan played what? Four games, four went games, two and two. two and two. Mm-hmm. You take those four games away. You bring Justin, who is the better quarterback. I'm glad that's that chapter's gone. Uh, because yeah. they're, that's funny. We're going to look back here, you know, a year from now. Remember, remember we had Tyson Bajan? Um, anyways, wild, good backup. Who knows what he's going to be? Um, but shout out to him going two and two. That's still impressive, especially where he came from. But if he didn't start in those games, I think Justin and this team would be a little bit higher. I think they would be kind of where you picked, you know, before the season, that 18 range, 20, yeah. 18, 20. And I think that's a very good. And, and here's the thing. They're at 23. Who's to say they can't make five spots up, get to 18? Well, if they went out, if they win out, right, that again, that's a big yeah. if. Their offense will go up because they're winning because of the offense. Like, it, the modern well, I mean, NFL. But that defense, not, though. No, the defense may be good, but you're if you're winning, like, at the end of the day, your offense probably made some improvements. Like, you're winning a lot. It's it's the, it's not 1980s anymore. You can't consistently win on the defense like that. So, mm-hmm. so I agree. If we win out, I could expect that offense maybe moving up 19, you know, because we're at 20 now, or depending on what the metrics you look at, right? Moving up a couple slots, like you said. That's very, yeah. very possible. Now, we're not going to be top 15 or anything like that, so don't go crazy, but – you know, moving more to that median, the average area. Yeah, that's definitely, there's a possibility with that if we're playing well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll go C+. Plus. I want to get into um, some of the, the players now. Um, I guess we'll start with Justin Fields. Uh, I had it start here because one of the questions um, earlier in the show, see if I had it start here. Um, oh, yeah, right. Oh, it went away, but it basically said, how would you grade Justin Fields? And it was from the exactly. Ghost of Judah. Uh, and absolutely. Yeah, we grade them. So you want to go first? You're asking me. Um, you go first. I'm okay. curious. Yeah, I would give him C. I'm putting it right down the middle because if you look statistically, oh, I think I may have the tweet, but he has improved in all categories from last year. Right, the bar may be low, mm-hmm. but he's been better. Okay, that does not take up for the flaws that he still has. Okay, there's been games where I'm like, I I don't think he's had games where it's an F, maybe Minnesota, but he got injured, so I couldn't grade the whole thing. But there hasn't been any games where I'm like, oh, my God, you are just dog shit. Let's be real, right? He's had a couple games where you're Mm -hmm. like, ooh, that's like an A, maybe not an A+. I don't think he had an A-plus game just quite yet. But he's had 
I'd say just about as okay. many like you would grade good games as like okay games, you know what I mean? And maybe maybe one bad game. So overall, I'm basically just saying he's kind of average, right? If you're gonna put him in like out of the top 32 quarterbacks, he's probably 16, right. 17, 18 right now, which which is realistic. So you know, I have to give him like an average grade of C. And if it's like okay. C minus C, C plus, like all that to me is depending on like what games you put weight on versus who, like if you weigh the negative ones more, the positive ones more, but that C range is kind of where I'm landed at. What okay. about you? Um, interesting. It's interesting. I think I'm, I'm very, very close um, to you. I'll bring up some of his stats right now. So again, those injuries missing those what four games that yep. ended up being, it really kind of throws these stats um, makes it look weird, but I mean, he has 12 touchdowns, six interceptions. So right now he's 20, he has 12 touchdowns, which is 21st in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So middle of the pack right there are a little bit worse, but I mean, a lot less games, um, five less or four less games. Um, he has 1,587 passing yards, 28th in the NFL, um, six mm-hmm. interceptions. Um, so, I mean, and then you throw in his rushing. So, I mean, his rushing, he has the third most rushing yards um, for a quarterback. Um, he has a total of 400. I'm sorry. He has. Who's uh, ahead of him, by the way? Do you know? Fourth. Yeah. I'm curious. I have it right here. So, he has the fourth most rushing yards in the NFL at, in regards to among quarterbacks. Um, and that's with, again, four less games than some of these guys. So, he's played eight. Um, Lamar Jackson is first with 573. Um, of course. He's played 12 games. Jalen Hurts, he also played 12 games. He has 427. Uh, 400 of that is coming from the uh, tush push. And then Josh Dobbs, he has 400 yards. He has 400. Josh Dobbs, dude, 400 yards rushing. Uh, But he's also played 12 games. So Justin, actually the top 10 have all played 12 games. Justin's the only quarterback in in the top 10 that's played eight games. And he still is fourth in the NFL in rushing yards at 396. One touchdowns. Um, he doesn't even lead the league in fumbles, which is crazy. Because first of all, Lamar Jackson's has eleven. Uh, I know they played more games. Uh, Josh Dobbs has fourteen. Hertz has seven. Now Justin Fields in eight games has seven, so it's not great. Um, but it just goes to show. You, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has nine, and he's played in twelve games. Um, so I mean, quarterbacks fumble. It's just going to happen. Strip sacks, um, and then of course Justin has to take care of the ball. Which I thought there was an interesting video. Um, and maybe they do this, but uh, he was, it was showing him running. And at the very end of the run, you saw him kind of hold on to that with two hands, kind of projecting and practicing, you know, as far as just ball security goes. So, but top four runner, again, the stats are kind of. Oh, wow. Did I lose you, Dave? Well, it looks like we lost the games as far as the oh. passing go, because I think he would. Are you there? Sorry, I think I lost you. Yeah, I'm, can you hear me? Yep, you're there, man. So, oh, cool, cool. long story short, just to give you my grade, I'm going to stick with you. You said C. I think that's more than fair. Um, everything that's going on, I think it should be higher. Um, and it sucks just because of those games missed. But I'm going to go C as well. Um, now the wide receivers. This is where it kind of gets very, very interesting. Um, do you want to start? Wide receiver? No, actually, I want to uh, give these one stats real quick. Uh, okay. Remember, I talked about he improved. So, 
yes. if you look here from 2021 to 2022 to 2023, I'm just going to read these off real quick. Okay. Justin Fields okay. passer rating. All right. And I'm going to go in order from 21 to 22 to 23. Okay. Passer rating 73, 85, 92. Okay. In the three years. Okay. Completion percentage 58.9, 60.4, 64.4. All right. Yards per game 190.8, 225.6, 24.3. Touchdown percentage 2.6, 5.3, 5.4. Interception percentage 3.7, 3.5, 2.7. So every year his passer rating has gone up. His completion percentage has gone up. Yards per game has gone up. Touchdown percentage has gone up. And his interception percentage has gone down. So. Is he at where we want him to be? No, but the man has improved year after year. So just something to think about. I think it's interesting. I agree, man. I, I love Justin. I'm going to say it here. I know we talk about Caleb Williams, Drake, Drake, man. There's going to be a huge, there's going to be a lot of podcasts, a lot of conversations about this, but I think you stick with him. Uh, unless these five games are abysmal, which I just don't think that is. Justin's not a bad quarterback. I think there's other teams out there that will – that would rather have him right now. You know, I know it sucks. If the Bears didn't have the number one pick right now, this wouldn't even be a conversation, in my opinion. Um, no, it wouldn't. No, if we were like trade five, up. if we had picked five or eight or something, there wouldn't be like, oh, we need to trade up. He would be like, no. use that pick and draft two great people. Build around him. Yep. San Francisco, Philadelphia Eagles, that blueprint, it's out there. It works. So, haven't won a Super Bowl yet, but, I mean, Philly got to one. <laughs> they sure did. Um, um, and then, I mean... San Francisco may get there this year. I mean, their team, is they're insane. Uh, but I'll go see. I'm going to move to the wide receivers, which, I mean, I think is interesting. There's uh, DJ Moore. Uh, but overall, what is your grade, Vicky, on, on the receivers? Because we have uh, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney. As a whole? Nate I mean, Brown, Trent Taylor, Tyler Scott, and then, of course, Gramps over there, Valus Jones Jr. B. I, B minus. I'm going to give him a B minus. Wow. And, literally, and literally, the only reason is, you know who's holding all the weight? The only reason they have a B minus is Carrying. because of DJ Moore. DJ Moore is an A plus straight up. You're a top five wide receiver. We've seen what you've done. You've had a 230 yard game. You, like you're a top five receiver. Okay. At the end of the day, you're an A plus. But if we go yeah. down the list, Tyler Scott, rookie, not really performed how he needs to. Darnell Mooney, he's had flashes, but hasn't had an overall game where you're like, oh, that's a Darnell Mooney game. ESB. I mean, ESB would yeah. give a pass oh, grade gone. because no, I think he'll come back. I think he'll come back because he's what he's asked to Mooney? do. He does. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm talking about ESB. My bad. Mooney might be gone. Mooney might be gone. But ESB, I'd give gotcha. like a passing okay. grade because he comes right. in, does what he's supposed okay. to block. He'll make a catch when it's thrown to him. But it's like you're not, you're not heavy targeted, right? So it's hard to like give you a full grade. And Valus Jones was in mm -hmm. a healthy scratch for like four games. So if you look at the wide receivers as a whole, it's basically DJ Moore, fucking amazing. The rest of y'all, right? And so because of that, I got to give you a B minus. What about you? I mean, I'm gonna read this right now. So you said B minus. I'm going. I'm going C. I'm going. I'm going D plus, man. I'm going D plus. I think it's abysmal outside of DJ Moore. Yards right here on the team. So DJ Moore has 1,006 yards, 1,000 yard um, season already, which is awesome. Um, five games to go, and he could very well get to 1,500 um, if everything goes right there. Um, Darnell Mooney, second on the team with 351 yards. Then we have St. Brown with 44. Um, I'm sorry. Um, 
Tyler Scott with 81, St. Brown with 44, Trent Taylor has zero, Bayless Jones Jr. has nine yards on three receptions. So it's like the drop-off is so steep, and I'm talking receiving room. We're going to get to tight ends, but it's so steep, man. You have DJ Moore, and that's it. That's why Marvin Harrison Jr., everyone's like, oh, why would he, you know, I think actually a lot of people are like, yeah, let's get him. But it's like, this is why you need him. You throw in DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr., then you are okay with Darnell Mooney being your second being you know, hovering around that 350 yards. Yeah. Um, but it's embarrassing that a, a receiving room that I thought was going to be very, very impressive. Outside, I know Tyler Scott's a rookie, but let's talk about Bayless Jones. He can barely get on the field. He's been a- inactive a few games. Scratch, you got so. Darnell Mooney, and I like Mooney. I really, really do. But he's not here next year. He has uh, – and I'm not saying it's the injury, but it's like outside that second, I think, sophomore season where he had 1,000 a, a yards – I mean, he's been MIA, and I know Fields has missed him a couple times, and you have Tyson Bajan who started four games. I get that, but like, just disappointing, in my opinion. And this is a huge contract here. You look at Jalen Johnson, who's performing, um, wants to get paid. Uh, Colt Komet performed, got paid. So, but yeah, I, I, he's I probably know he gone. does too, and I like him. He's a great teammate, amazing. I just in, yeah, probably gone. So. I'm going to go D, maybe D plus, just because DJ Moore. I mean, he has an overall, his offensive grade um, is, I'm sorry, his receiving grade is 87.5. Um, and then Mooney's at 62, St. Brown 57, Trent Taylor 55, Tyler Scott, who's a rookie, 52.7. And you got Bayless Jones Jr., 44. I mean, it's as far as PFF grades go, I mean, receivers typically have a little bit higher, um, just typically, uh, at least what I'm seeing here. And the Bears just have some of the, some of the worst grades um, as far as just a, a unit goes. So offensive line, this one, I know we could talk a little bit. I think we talk a lot about it just because I think it's impressive. Uh, before we get to that, let's go to, we'll go to tight ends. Makes a little bit more sense. Cole Komet. Um, I, I, I'll let you start again, Ficky. What are you giving the, the tight end room as far as their grade for the season? Mid, mid-season-ish grade. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, there's really only two, right? Well, there's three. Mercedes Lewis does what he needs to do. So I'm going to give him a passing grade, right? I'm not going depth into people that don't get enough snaps, right? Okay. Comes in there, blocks. Great for him. 18 year vet. Congratulations. Um, I, Robert Tunyon, not really done much, to be honest. Like he doesn't drop the ball. Like, and that's what he's known for. He's one of the best hands as a tight end, like in the league, but hasn't really done much. So it's like, if I'm going to do like pass fail, Dude, I'd probably do seven receptions, end. 58 yards. Yeah. You're not getting Robert. Your, that's a fail. Yeah. That's like, we don't resign you. Exactly. Right? That's how I feel. But Cole Komet, I mean, you got to give him an A, right? How he, every, we talk about every year, someone gets better. Every year, Cole Komet has gotten better in every statistical category. That man has done that for when he was drafted to where he is now. He has consistently uh, improved in every category. And he is like a top, I mean, top five, that might be an argument. Top 10, that's not. That man's a top 10, a top 10 tight end. So anytime you have a top 10 player in a position, I can't not grade you other than A. That's hard to do. Like, the, if you're talking about like per position, you may not be the best player on the team, but you look at um, you look at DJ Moore. I gave him an A. He probably A plus, top five receiver. Cole Komet, top ten. You fall within that as well. And there's there might be one other person as well that we'll get to 
here coming up, but you got to get an A. There's nothing I can, if I'm asking even more of you, that's just me being greedy. It is very hard yeah. to find great players that are great at their position, right? And and he's young and we got him for, uh, you know, a new contract for years to come. So like, it's only going up. So I have to give him an A just for everything that he's done, yeah. blocking, catching, all of that. And I think there's a stat out there where he like, it, I can't so, remember the exact number, but he had like, out of so many targets, he has like zero drops or something. He's the only one with that many targets and no drops. Yep. So like, he's a a certified net for Justin Fields which, and Tyson Bajan, which is what you want your tight end to be, a safety net, by the way. And you you talked about improvement, right? He's already showing that from last year. His last couple of years where there were some drop issues were like, you know, hold on to the ball there, you know, or catch that, yeah. come at, you know. We, we, that was a real conversation the last couple of years um, since he's been in the league, and you could see this year where he has zero zero drops. That's that's in, that's very very good. I mean, he has um, also zero drops, but on let's see here, sixty six targets, seventh yep. most in the NFL among tight ends. Um, very very impressive. Fifty six receptions. He has a total of let's see here, um, four hundred eighty two yards with five games to go. Eleventh uh, most among tight ends in the NFL. Um, touchdowns. I mean, he's third among tight ends. Twenty second in the NFL among total touchdowns. So he's top ten in every every tight end category. He's top ten. So he's a top yep. ten tight end. And like, I'm never gonna be. It's hard for me to grade you poorly. <laughs> you're 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 killing it in every statistical category from the eye test yeah. on the field. You kill it. So it's like and he's a good blocker. Great he's a good blocker. Still. So I got to give you an A. I agree. And shout out to Mercedes Lewis. I think he has two receptions on the year for like 20-something yards. But he – You know, he called him too. He called yeah. him. So. <laughs> Big boy, man. Um, and, 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 and hats off to him. 18 years in the NFL. Like, I hope he can walk after he retires because, my right. God, that's <laughs> a beating. So we'll go a little bit quicker here. Um, running back room, grade-wise. I'm not going to go through every player. I'm going to give him an A. Uh, and, and I'll go yeah. through a quick of every player. It'll be quick, but I'm going to give him an A because you're huh. a top five. You're a top five running team, right? You can't be, again, yep. you fall top five, you're doing things right. So A, Dante line. Foreman came in. Well, well, Khalil Herbert was an A before he got injured. Like he, we were talking about, I was always like, yo, that's that's running back one. And he showed it every week. We were like, yeah, Khalil Herbert, keep feeding him. Then he goes out, right? Gets injured. Dante Foreman comes in and just like last year with the Panthers, Balls out like that's my that guy. Man, Foreman yeah. is and he's RB one in my opinion. Great. Yeah, he's back this week, which is great. So I'm giving him an A too. I don't even think that's that okay. far fetched. And then as a rookie, um, what we asked Roshan Johnson to do first off, he's done well, like actually getting the ball, but pass blocking, a his pass blocking is phenomenal. And then running, I guess, like I don't know, like a B ish. You know, he's not the fastest, but he'll get you your yards. So you look at that collective as a whole. And our boy uh, Darrington Evans, who's no longer with the team, but I think with he's on a new team now. I can't remember which one, but he he came in and did what he needed to do. I think he had three touchdowns in the two games he played. So overall, overall, everyone in the running back room, which we talked about from the preseason, was probably going to be our biggest strength in the team. It has been right. So, I mean, there's, there's really, I don't look at that group and go, oh, wow, we need this. We have everything mm -hmm. we need, right? Yeah. So Herbert Foreman, both played seven games. Uh, Foreman has 381 yards, which leads the team. Herbert has 331 yards. Um, yards per attempt, four and a half for Herbert, 4.1 for um, Foreman. 
Uh, Foreman has four touchdowns. Um, Herbert has zero. Um, I think they're both good backs. I think at times Foreman has showed uh, he's kind of like he, it's almost like you go with the hot hand, you know. Um, Herbert, I can't diminish. We can't diminish what he did last year and what he's shown us. So I think it's just a good problem to have. I would go B um, for this one um, as far as just the running backs. I think it's great, but that but it also goes hand in hand with the offensive line, which is where we're going to move over here as far as what they've done. Tevin Jenkins, uh, who I believe should be a Pro Bowler. Um, you got Darnell Wright. I'll start with this one offensively. I think it's just – I think it's only going to get better. I think next year we're going to really see um, that that unit hit their stride just because you're going to have a – you're going to have a center. Hopefully it's a vet. I know people want to talk yeah, about drafting a rookie. Yeah, I understand you want to draft a rookie, and, and you should, absolutely. Um, but as far as like bringing a vet in, I think that would be important, especially one, say you do get a rookie quarterback, get a center. Get a fucking center that is a veteran that is just very, very good. Even if you pay a little bit more, I know the free agency tax, it's a little bit higher. But if you bring in a guy that knows, has been around, can, is a you know a leader on that line, not that the Bears are absolutely going to need it because there's going to be some vets on there. I mean, Jenkins is getting older, um, or not older, but he's been in the league a little bit. So he's still going to be like mid-20s. But it's like this line is going to have experience is what I'm trying to get to. So you bring in a veteran center. Not a rookie, because I think that's a tall task unless you maybe draft high, you know, third, it's second. Not strong, round it's even. not a strong center class, though. So yeah. I don't see that happening. So I think you get a vet. You got top five in cap space. So you bring him in, and that offensive line, I think, is really going to hit the stride, like I said earlier. So for me, overall, I think the offensive grade, if I had to give it for this year, I'm, I'm going – I'm almost going B. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking I wanted to go B plus, but I think B is is, is solid because there has been some sacks that they've given yeah. up. I I, but, I would break it like this. Uh, I'll do pass blocking. I'm gonna give like a C. Run okay. blocking. I'm giving A. Overall, I give a B. And then if we go down the line, right, we're gonna go right tackle Darnell Wright as a rookie. A, you're the best graded rookie tackle, right? But yep. you are a rookie, so overall sixty point six. Right. So overall, I got to give you like a C, but you're a rookie, so that that's not like a. Uh, uh, that's not like punishment. You know what I mean? I'm, that doesn't mean you're bad. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Nate Davis has been, has been pretty good. Right. So I'll probably give him like a B plus center. Yeah. That's our weakest. I'd C minus. I won't say D it depends who was in there. When uh, Lucas Patrick's in there, I'd probably give it like a C minus when Cody Whitehair's in there, I'd give it like a D. Um, <laughs> then you go to Tevin Jenkins, a plus baller. He could be all pro easily. Um, and then, you look at uh, not Borum, but uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Braxton Jones. He's also played okay. very well this year, so I'd give him like a B plus, right? So yeah, you made a great point. The line will be consistent again once you get a new center in there. You'll bring back four out of five, right? That's yeah. fantastic. So this is probably the most cohesive line we've seen, and also they're all young. Nate Davis is the oldest very young and we just signed him to a three-year deal. <laughs> and yep. so like, I, I feel very compared to where it was week one to where I am now. I am in a total different mind space, different like, stratosphere, man. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even close. So according to PFF, we have the so highest graded players on the bears office line, Tevin Jenkins, number one, 72.5, zero sacks given up on the year. Only bears offensive lineman that has not given up a sack. Um, on, how many snaps? 515 snaps. Zero sacks. I just think that's it's fucking impressive. You yeah. know, um, three penalties. 
Um, Tevin Jenkins, again, I think he's a pro bowler. Uh, Braxton Jones, how you talked about, he's second highest graded, which is awesome. I think you don't have to draft tackle. You're good. You You're set. Darn all right. Braxton Jones. I mean, shout out to Ryan Poles. That's a fit. He was drafted in the fifth round, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Braxton Jones. And that's a, that right there is a hell of a find. Hell of a find. And I know, I know you get a little bit of pushback about Ryan Poles, but I'm like that, that right there. And I know he has offensive line. I know that's what he, he played. So he has, that's an what I, I love it. about it. But the trenches, Vicky, you talk about it, build through the trenches. I mean, you, you find a guy like this in the fifth round who is a starter and has the ability to even get better. Maybe get to that, I don't even want to say it, but like maybe Pro Bowl level. Like that's how good he can be. Um, and he's young. Uh, as far as you look age, at this Braxton line, Jones. Oh, what are you saying? I was going to say, if you look at this line, three out of five of the people are because of polls. We talk about how yep. good it is, right? Tevin Jenkins was already here. Thank you, Ryan Pace, as your uh, farewell gift. We appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Braxton uh, Jones, Nate Davis, Darnell yeah. Wright, all polls written over it. So, I feel very confident that he'll be able to find a center that fits well into this offense uh, to make this line just even, yeah. even better. Yeah. So Braxton Jones, 24 and a half years old um, as of right now. Nate Davis, you talked about it, played very well. Um, he's the third highest graded. And then it goes Darnell Wright, Dan Feeney, Lucas Patrick, uh, Jatari Carter, Larry Borum, uh, Borum um, and then Cody Whitehair, who is the worst at 43.5 PFF grade. Um, not great. Not great. But again, offensive line, I think it's very, very good. I think it's going to be even better next year. Lots to be excited about. Um, defense. Um, I'm Wait, before, we move over, before we move over yeah. defense, we have a comment here from the ghost of Judah tribe said, hit the like <laughs> button. <laughs> yes, please do that. If you're enjoying this, we appreciate yes. it. First of all, we thank you for watching us while there is a very important, very probably important. so exciting Pat's Pats for Steelers game on Thursday night football. So we do appreciate that. Um, a light goes a long way, helps get our show out to the right people, mm -hmm. um, helps, you know, helps us continue making the show and it's, and it's free. So just, just, just hit the like button. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. And we're on the road to 3000 subs. Uh, we're getting, we're getting pretty close. It's, it's, it's moving quickly. Um, so if you guys want to help us get there, hit the sub button, um, help us stick around again, this show wouldn't be, wouldn't be here without sportsmockery.com as well. That's what the show's presented by. Uh, so all your sports news, go check them out. Again, sportsmockery.com. Also, I cover the Bears over there, uh, multiple articles a week. Um, so if you want, if you like, you know, either blogs, writing, whatever it might be, uh, if that's your thing, uh, of course, go ahead and check it out. But, but a lot of great writers over there as well. Um, and to give a score update on the Pats-Steelers game, uh, we were at 21 to 10, um, about two minutes left in the second quarter. So, I mean, Pats, I mean, it's early. I'm going to knock a wood here. That's a high-scoring game for for Dude. two teams that people were like, yeah, we don't want to. This may have been the worst Thursday night football or primetime game scheduled. <laughs> they already have 31 points, so what a game. Dude, the Patriots are – this is a huge win. If they well, win this, that, they move to three. Oh, yeah, this would be huge for the Bears. Bro, they would, um, they would be into three games. We would be at one with five games left. That, yeah. that means – and we have the tiebreaker, and I say we, the Panthers. They have the tiebreaker mm -hmm. for strength of schedule. So it's yeah. not that they lose one. They'd have to lose three out of – they'd have to win three out of the five remaining games. And the Patriots would have to lose out. That's not happening. Looking good. It's yeah, looking that's not good. happening. They're not losing but hey, three. But Kenny, three Kenny Pickett is out. You know, Mitch Trubisky is doing his best uh, to make the Bears proud. But <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, man, are 7-5. and five. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. If, if he ever, I know people talk about Harbaugh, 
And I know he's probably never leaving Pitt because they don't. Oh ever, yeah, he would I mean, sign had, immediately. What? Oh my God, he, I, that's the guy. That's, that's a guy I want. That's that's the type of coach I want with the Bears, man. Can we? Is right that? First I mean, of all, that's he's an outlier, bro. He, first of all, he's so champion. awesome. Yeah, and he has th- this record of how he's five hundred above of like how many seasons? It's like fifteen yep. or something like that. that but you sorry, look at the Steelers organization too, though. You talk about stability. They've only had what two head coaches in the last what twenty something years? Tomlin and then uh, what's his name, Hall of Famer, uh, who does on CBS now. I can't think of his. Or he used is it Wizenhunt? No, uh, with Kevin the big w- mustache. No. I can't remember his name. I'll look it up. But yeah, the, yeah, and it's, you know why that is? Because they win, bro. You, you get you don't get new coaches when you're a winning organization and you have winning culture. Like they haven't gotten rid of Mike Tomlin because he hasn't had a losing record basically since he's been there. So it's yeah, it makes sense. While the Bears, on the other hand, have had losing records way more. Like when we have a winning record, that's more like an outlier or an anomaly for us. We're oh. like, oh, that's that's that happened, right? And it only happens once. You don't get it back to back since Lovey Smith. <laughs> we haven't had a back to back winning season since 2000, I think like 11 or something like that, bro. That's 13 years. So Bill Cower. Bill Cowher. Yep. That's who it is. Go. And he won two Super Bowls too with Roethlisberger. So they, mm-hmm. they win. 15 years. They win. He coached the, the Steelers. Um, anyways, I don't even know how we got to that, but oh, yeah, we were talking about the game, Steelers. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I don't know if you got that from the comments, but Tareem Whitf- Whitfield did say Bill Cowher. So I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, we have I a saw it a little years. bit Shout earlier. Shout out King Buka yeah. as well. They keep us in check, man. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, the OGs definitely do. And by the way, before we move to defense, one last thing, you know, shout out to the OGs that are in here that have been part of the show. We really appreciate it. But if you're new here and this is your first time, go ahead in the comments, do hashtag new face gang, and we'll go ahead and share you before the show ends. And then if you're an OG like Toreen, who always pops on JG, goes to Judah Tribe, go ahead and give us a hashtag OG and we'll give you a shout out as well before the show ends. So I appreciate everybody in here. Thanks for taking time out of your out of your night or day, wherever you may be at, because we are global. So we do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It is kind of crazy to see. Yeah. Anyways, it is cool to see the growth. I think it's fun as far as just the community goes. I know that we've talked about it, but that's what we want to build. And that's the fact that we just get to talk bears with everyone and, and have a fun little conversation every, you know, multiple times a week. It, It is cool and we don't take it for granted. So Again, if you're enjoying the episode, though, you're enjoying the season, you've been here a couple times, go ahead and hit uh, the like button, sub to the channel. really does help the channel grow. Uh, Tell a friend, um, whatever it is, Apple, Spotify, shout out to you guys as well. However you listen to the pod, we just appreciate it. So defense, we'll go ahead and just talk about it real quick. Maybe highlight a couple players. Um, Vicky, if you don't mind, I'll start with this one. As far as the defense goes, um, you, you take into consideration how bad it was early on, I think, because it, it wasn't great. Uh, but with Montez Sweat, man, I'm going to go – and this might surprise you. I'm going to go – I'm going to go B- minus, um, just because – I no, I, I was going to go C-plus, but I, I think I'm going to go B- minus just because of the turnovers in the last – it's been, it's That's been not crazy. surprising. That's not surprising. Um, you're probably right. It would have been more surprising, I think, if maybe I went C-plus. Um, but I'm going to go B- minus just because I think it's a, an incredible turnaround. Shout out again to – um, Matt Eberflus, he has really shown he's going to be a DC in this league if he wants oh, to yeah. be. There's yeah. going to be people out there, teams out there, if he does end up leaving Chicago, absolutely, absolutely going to be um, a coveted DC. 
Um, yes. And maybe that's just what he is. We don't know. But again, shout out to him. Turn around on the defense. Some key players I want to highlight. Montez Sweat, of course. Um, I want to say uh, Javon Dexter on the inside. I think he's really coming along. Um, mm-hmm. You see much better Andrew, of recent. Billings, Andrew Billings. A. That's yeah. your guy. Yeah, Billings is he's already a, got, for sure. He got that he's extension a. done before Mooney. Um, there's, I, know it's a, there's, I know it's different, but. There's three. three. I'll do four. There's four A's on this defense. Could you Can you guess them? Who I give who I'd give A's for? Okay, uh, is Montez Sweat one of them? Yep, that's one. Okay, um, and Billings. Jalen I just said that. Okay, yep, Billings, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Who's, uh, who's the last one? Well, I mean, that's easy. It's TJ Edwards, probably. Yes, sir. The dog, so, the dog himself. Yeah, that's the four I would go with. You can and almost say there's like a couple other A's though. Possibly, not for me. I'm gonna go. JJ is okay. top top five, uh, top three corner mm-hmm. right now this year. So that's easy, right? No argument. Okay. There. Andrew Billings has been great. Got an extension. He really has been like an underdog position, like signing again. Another polls, another polls fine. He's been great. Montez Sweat. I, you don't have to talk about that. We've we've mentioned it. He's a multiplier. We've seen it. The pressures, the sacks already yeah. being on this team, a dog. And then TJ Edwards might be the best linebacker. Fred Warner. Kind of hard to beat Fred Warner, but Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, and TJ Edwards, easily, whatever order you want to put them in, those three are the best linebackers in the NFL right now. Another signing by Poles. So, like, four A's on this defense, I mean, that, that's a great – and, again, another thing we talked about, which I think is why I trust Poles so much, is that J- Jalen Johnson probably going to get extended, right, or tender, or tender tag, whatever it's called, franchise as well. Either way, he's going to be mm-hmm. on this team. TJ Edwards, we just signed this offseason. He's here. Andrew Billings just got an extension. Montez Sweat just got an extension. We're creating those. The people that are being graded the most are going to be here for a minute. Absolutely. And even if you look on the offensive side, again, Tevin Jenkins getting probably going to get an extension. DJ Moore's here to stay, all right? Because he already got the extension from the Panthers when we traded for him. So, like, a, Nate Davis is here. Darnold Wright we just got. And Braxton Jones we just got. So, some of these highest greatest pl- graded players aren't leaving because either they're young or we just signed them. So like we do whoever the quarterback is for this team, this team is set up more than any mm-hmm. Bears team that we've had previously when we've been looking for a new quarterback or a better way to say it for a team that has less than five wins. We have a lot of foundational pieces. Typically, you yeah. don't have that. Right. You're like the Patriots. You can't name anyone on the offense that you're like, I would love for you to stay on that team. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, so yeah. I just, I think there is some optimism in that, but I would love to know the other people that you would put as a on defense. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, JP uh, Gutierrez over here, he talked about one Kyler. He said, Kyler has been uh, doing great. I would say yeah. Kyler Gordon. I almost want to give him an a mind. I feel like he, he has really had a good season. Uh, there's been some some plays, some spurts, but I just feel like he, him, and JJ um, have just both been, I think, pretty good. Especially when you consider his rookie season, how it was kind of rocky. It's almost like Brisker and Gordon kind of flipped, um, which is because I think Brisker has kind of had a, a rocky season, a yeah. rocky sophomore year. But again, not a bad safety. He's aggressive. That's just in his nature. He set the tone a couple times. Sure, he's you know coverage can be shaky, but at the end of the day. I think he's just he's just gonna keep getting better. I love Brisker. Yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, but I, Gordon, like I'm gonna give him about Brisker. Go ahead. No, me either. I agree. I'm not I'm I'm not concerned at all. I just feel like it has been a rockier Absolutely. season. Oh um, for just, sure. For but sure. again, 
if we're talking safeties, there's a comment here about Eddie Jackson. I, he's definitely gone. Um, yeah, you know, just what? because he, of the cut. I think he's actually played better than Brisker. Is the only mm-hmm. if he didn't have a cap hit in his age, That's obviously that yep. he would he would still be you're here, saving what opinion. 10 plus million i yeah, thought yeah i think it's like 14 or something like 14 that. Him, yeah and, that they, sounds and right. then white hair's 12 so yeah it's a lot jackson will know. probably be gone but he's played above average you know so yeah so kyle gordon um tremaine Edmonds. i wouldn't give him tremaine Edmonds. i wouldn't give him an a but i feel like he last couple of games have been Pretty solid. You've seen yeah. that length. You've seen. I think he's got two interceptions or maybe one. Some tackle. His, a lot of tackle. Yeah, bells too. Yeah. Yeah. He had one where I'm like, that is just a big. He was just running so back there. I'm like, it was a. Uh, yeah, I think it was a run uh, to, to the, the right. right. And I know a play you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking he about? That one. I was like, shoots it. I was like, I understand why you gave him that money. And again, he's 24, so he's gonna get better. Yo. So I think there's. <laughs> I don't agree with you. I think those are f- fine choices as far as just a players on this defense but it's like next year could be even more oh easily you could Again, have these you could have a players. sign an edge rush edge rusher to go with montez sweat maybe you don't bring back yannick and gakwe bring back uh, you replace him with chase young that could be an a player you, he's performed i don't know if san francisco is going to keep him i don't know if they can i don't know what their cap space looking like off the top of my head but overall i think the defense is just they're a year away for sure. I could see it. From for being sure. a top, I mean, top, not even top. I'm not trying to say top five, top ten. I'm talking about like winning games. Winning yeah, they, by themselves. No matter what the offense does. And I know they're close to doing that this year, but it's like they just haven't been able to close out those games. The, the yeah, Lions game. On paper, the projection. 2018 defense. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I would say on paper, yes. The only thing that I'm mm-hmm. concerned about is that the NFL – is so random. Yeah, so year like year. players can have it's so year by it's really week yeah. by week, which is crazy. But yes, I agree completely with you. How people have been performing of late, the young guys, like Kyler Gordon, I'd probably give like a B minus B. I wouldn't argue that. I'm cool with that. Javon Dexter recently as a rookie grade, I'd start to give him like an A, but like overall but his, he's still a rookie. So but yeah, he's, he's going just up. That's trending what you love. up. It's a lot of these players love. are, which is great. Smith. Looking good as what a rookie. We didn't talk about Tyreek Stevenson, who's yep, it's been up and looked, down, but again, good as a rookie. Again, it's very much promising. Now, if we do just a yeah. certain great aspect, these guys are like C's, in which I mean, it's rookies. Yeah. It makes sense. And so, but they're healthy too, which is great. They're getting. I think the whole team, the Bears. I was going to bring it up here, but like nobody's hurt. Knock on wood. But like this team, this five game stretch, it's awesome. They have yeah. really no excuses. Just go win these games. Win as much as you possible. Um, I agree though. Um, I do want to give grades by position though, real quick. No, at least by units. Uh, if we're going to go D line, I'm probably going to give them a C and they'd be bumped up to a C plus. This is kind of like how the wide receiver group is where Montez sweat carries all the weight. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at, you have two rookies, so they're like C grades. It's just, it's almost like a standard unless you're like going crazy, you're going to be C grades. So Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens has been looking up and up, you know, of recently as well, but you're rookies. Montez Sweat, okay. we already gave him an A. Yannick Ngakwe, actually underperforming. Even by his own numbers, like he just mm-hmm. hasn't been that guy. I wouldn't he's mind good for eight sacks a year. Yeah, I wouldn't mind you know? if we re-sign him back on a, you know, where he's not the, you know, every guy, every play down, but he goes in on those green rush plays, whatever, you know, your third and longs and stuff like yeah. that. So, but he's been underperforming, so I'd give them like a C, C plus, okay? Linebacker, three sacks. Yeah, three so sacks on the year. 
but that's five games left, and now he has Montez Sweat, a guy like he him. Could. Maybe he can. Maybe what, he gets get the three six, more. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. Still would Keep be going. under his normal number though. Linebackers. I'm gonna give them like a probably an A minus because Sanborn's like a B okay. for who he is. He comes in, he makes plays. He really does. Sanborn's a dog. Yeah. He's not in every play though because when you go to dime and nickel and things like that, he's subbed out. Uh, we gave TJ Edwards an A plus. Honestly, he's he's great. And then Tremaine Edmonds, I give like a a B as well, B plus because he's been That's exactly recently. where I'm at. Yeah. So overall, that linebacking core is great. There's no, if I look at it and go, I don't need to do anything to it. Like you're you're up in the A yeah. to high B area, right? Secondary, I'm gonna give that one like a B minus, but potentially can be like next year I can look at them just off projections, right? That could be like an A group. JJ A plus, Brisker probably like underperforming C plus. Kyler Gordon B minus, right? Which isn't bad. B minus B. And then the two rookies, Terrell Smith, doesn't get tons of snaps, but for the snaps he get as a rookie, I'd give him an A. Overall, you're going to get a C just because it's a rookie. It's hard to grade you. And then same yeah. with Tyreek. I'm going to give you a C overall grade, but like as a rookie, like B. So, you know, okay. looking at it next year, really, we just need a, a new safety, which is going to be uh, Bojack since he'll be gone. And then like you may have a really, really good group. So if you look at it, secondary is good. Uh, linebacking core is outstanding. Couple pieces on the D line, you know, you need to add maybe yeah. a three tech, one tech, and then another edge. But like the defense overall, I have more faith in how that's Dude. looking compared to the offense. So those are my I agree with you. I think the Bears are that defense, that unit is if they remain healthy, that's the key. But to bring in how free agency in the draft is going to play out, they're going to bring in some players that are going to be some difference makers. We did it this year, and so with the money yeah. you had, so. So for me, I think that unit's gonna be really fun to watch next year. But I, I would, I agree with everything you just said there, Ficky. To be honest, um, everything really: defensive line, linebackers, say, you know, the secondary corners, um, safeties. I really think there, there's not a lot of weaknesses. Sure, there are some plays where you're gonna beat. You know, there some players are gonna get beat, but that's the NFL. When you're going against the best, of the best, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. You can have perfect coverage, and he's gonna place the ball. You know, better. It's just gonna be better, better. Great coverage, better, better throw. So, um, Bears Lions. We'll finish up with this. Um, obviously, it's a big game. We kind of talked about it a little Wait bit early in the show. I, uh, lost audio. One second. My bad. My bad. That is so. Can you hear me? Weird. Give me a second. Sorry about that for the listeners. Yeah. I well, definitely lost, before you uh, get here, Ficky. Before you get back. Before Ficky comes here. back. Um, <laughs> we love that. Just randomly disappeared. I can hear you. I rejoin. Okay. And then Dave. Well, I can hear you. In the meantime. So first of all, Ficky, he'll be right back um, for our Apple Spotify listeners. Uh, Looks like he just lost some audio uh, here, Uh, but we do have a super chat. That's what I'm going to go ahead and get to uh, before we kind of get to the bears lions preview. We have it from Tito Um, $5. So again, appreciate that Um, supporting the show. Tito, we always love that. So he said the D just needs a safety. Uh, and one more defensive edge. The O needs a center and a wide receiver uh, and a better coaching and worse set. Build around JF1. I think you said that a couple times um, just in comments and then, of course, the Super Chats, uh, that which we appreciate. But I believe building Thank around you. JF1, um, bringing that. Are you back, Ficky? Yeah, I'm back. I don't know. Cool, man. Just disappeared. Sorry about that. Hey, man, yeah. it's just technology. It's technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah we love it. Again, love thank it. you to Tito. I agree. Build around appreciate Justin that. Fields. Um the defense, I I also think it's they're set, man. They've done. They've see. invested in it. 
Yeah, I just want to read it again. Uh, no, I want to read it because I missed it. The D just needs a safety. One more DN. Totally agree. Oh, uh, needs center and wide receiver. Better coaching. Yeah, I mean, spot on, Tito. Spot on. Absolutely. Um, again, shout out to Tito. We appreciate it, man. Um, Bears Lions. I'm going to get to this quote here. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and give uh, – we'll give a bold prediction. We'll give our predictions, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. Um, but, again, if you're enjoying the show, leave a like button. Tell a friend. It's free. It helps the pod. Supports the pod. This quote right here, Dan Campbell, Bears, or I'm sorry, Lions head coach. He had this to say about Justin Fields. He says, he's one of these rare, dangerous players. And I'll tell you what, he's done a really good job of from last year to this year. Um, um, sorry, this is weird. It says, he's done a really good job from last year to this year. Is I don't know what this is. I don't know how to read it. This is from Daniel Greenberg. I don't know if he maybe had a typo here. It goes, if it's a pass. And he starts to move. He's still moving with his eyes down the field uh, much more than I felt like he had previously. Um, but at the end of the day, he's extremely dangerous. So all that said is one talks about Justin Fields uh, being a dangerous, rare player. And again, I know this is a rival coach and take it for what it's worth. But the fact that um, he is extremely dangerous, it's something they have to game plan for, you know. Um, sure. And he's not the only coach that talks about this. So, sure, is it his legs? Fine, maybe. You know, containing Justin Fields is important. Otherwise, he can score 50, 60-yard touchdowns on you. We've seen it. Not a lot this year, but I like Detroit. I, first of all, I respect Dan Campbell. I think it's uh, I think it's always fun to kind of hear about what the opposing coaches think about quarterback. Uh, you look at Mitch Trubisky. I mean, the players. Sure. Yeah, that was one of the big things. You know, uh, even Jay Cutler – had some moments where I think, you know, had some good things said about him, but Justin Fields, you hear it time and time again, how uh, kind of like a pain of ass, pain in ass he is uh, in regards to just dealing with him on a weekly ba basis. Um, but Bears, Lions, which is interesting because they were about, I think, almost eight, nine point favorites the first time they met. Um, they are three and a half point favorites right now. I'm sure the Bears are at home. Uh, the over under set at 40 and a half points. Vicky, are you taking over under on that? Probably can go over for two reasons. Last time we saw it, they easily hit the over. Okay, first yeah. off, we talked about it. The the Lions offense scores 28 points on average, right? So that's a good amount of points. Bears offense is 20. That's at 48. But if we look at the last game, Bears scored yeah. what 30 something? So they were both in the 30s. I think that you know they hit 70 yeah. overall total. So I could easily see them hitting the over. And even if the Bears don't reach it, I could see the Lions making up for it. So like yeah. 40 to 20 or something like that. That's not my prediction, but I think we can hit that over pretty easily. And then also this Lions defense isn't that great. You look at last week, they play. Yeah. Who they play last week? It wasn't that they gave up 28 points. The defense did. Um, why can I not remember who they played? The Saints. They gave up 28 points with the, mm -hmm. with the Saints. And the Saints do not have an explosive offense. We played them, and they didn't score that much, yeah. right? And then they gave 29 to Green Bay the week before. 29 to Green Bay. They gave 30-something to before us. Before they played us, they gave up 38 to the Chargers. So, absolutely, 30, I agree with you. Yeah, 38 to Definitely Chargers. We were in the 30s. All these teams are high 20s to above 30. So, yeah, yeah I think we're going to hit the over easily. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's easy there. But um, well, let's get to our bold predictions here. Uh, we'll do a couple, and then we'll go ahead and get to our final score predictions, and we'll get you guys out of here. Um, so, Vicky, I'll go ahead and start. I've been sitting on this one. Um, 
Justin Fields, uh, he's going to account for 400 total yards. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I think I think he's going to. I think it's going to be a big game for him. I think there's going to be a lot of running. Um, I think there's just going to be a lot. I think this is a game where we're going to see him just break a break one, maybe 50 yarder. I'm not saying it's a touchdown, but I think he's just going to run. I feel like he, uh, the Lions kind of just tend to let him run a little bit, even the last game. Um, I think he, I think it was his first 100 yard rushing game this year of the year. I think maybe against the Lions. You might be right. You might be right. Either way, he he topped 100 yards, 100 what seven or something like that. So I feel like he's just going to get 400 total yards. Um, I'd love for it to be 300 passing, 100 rushing, but I just think I don't know what it's going to be. Um, <laughs> but that's my that's my first point. So yeah, JP JP said with all our screen passes? Question mark. Yeah, brother. No, no, <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't think there's going to be. I think he's going to open it up. No, no, it probably won't. Uh, fun fact before I move on to mine. Justin Fields has gone a, has rushed for over 100 yards five times. What is the Bears' records in those games? The fact you're bringing it up, 0 and 5. 0 and 5 is Craig. Ding, ding. You win. Yeah. So, yeah, That's it's disgusting. It, yeah, yeah. 0 and 5 in that. Um, <laughs> just had to throw that in there. I'm going to go the opposite way, kind of like in line with you. I don't okay. think he gets over 100 rushing yard. I don't. I think okay. they're going to be more, more like eyed in on it, right? He may get a, like a, he may get like one big run or something. I agree with you on that, but I think he stays with under 100. That's not my bold prediction, but it leads into my bold prediction. I think Fields. This defense is not good. They're also mm -hmm. one of the worst against uh, guarding tight ends. And guess who Fields loves? You know, mm -hmm. tight end. He loves his boy Cole Komet, right? So I okay. think Fields throws for 350 yards passing. Jesus. He goes off. Whether he wins or not, uh, I don't know. But I think this is going to be his biggest yeah. game of the year. Okay. Damn. 350 yards, that would be... That's a hell. That would check the box. I would hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, but bro, you yeah, know, that, that damn. Check, you got some All right. Issues. So my second one, um, and this one's gonna go with the deep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the defensive side. This is where it gets interesting. Um, I want to go with the defense, but I'm gonna go with the specific player, Jalen Johnson. I think he's just gonna capitalize on this one. Uh, I'm gonna go two picks. No, I'm just going two picks. I don't think he gets his pick sick. I just don't think it's happening. It. He's proved. <laughs> he's shown me so many times where it's like. It's not, I think he's gonna he's gonna get two picks on Jared Goff alone, um, and I, I just feel like he's getting a knack for especially because he did just play Jared Goff. I think it's gonna help him a little bit. Sure, you could say it could help the Lions too, but I really think he just knows these tendencies. He's made some really good plays over the last couple of weeks too, as far as just um, you know, very athletic, very instinctive interceptions. Uh, so for me, I'm gonna go two two picks. Not a pick six, but two interceptions for Jalen Johnson, and man, he is gonna—he's gonna get paid, man. <laughs> Absolutely, I, that's not bad. I can see that happening. Okay. I'm in the same kind of lane, but not with a, a player, but a team as a whole. And maybe okay. it's not a bold prediction because they have seven interceptions in the past two games, but they get two more interceptions. Goff did just go turnover free last game, two touchdowns, no fumbles, no interceptions. Okay. But I think somehow, somehow we get them, we get them back again. Two interceptions somehow. Tip ball, catch, maybe just doesn't right. see someone, throws it to him, but we're getting it. And that's go and why I say this is because I need that because that gives Fields two more chances to get to 350 yards. Right. <laughs> so there is a, there was a funny comment I posted here. Uh, he, uh, I think it was JP. I think JP said, uh, Ficky's on drugs. But hey, these are, these are bold uh, predictions, right? They got to be a yes. little bit. 
outlandish, right? I know Fields has only thrown for 300 yards in like two games, I think, in his whole career. But if he's going to do it, looking at the rest of the schedule, this is mm-hmm. one of the worst defenses that he's going to face coming up. So yeah. if I'm going to say 350 out of the five games left, this is the one I'm going to pick. So hopefully that I agree. So let's get to that question here. Fig, you want to bring it up, Star, before we get to our final predictions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, JP says, hey, boy, should I start Fields in my fantasy? Um, I can I can start with this since Fields in three of my fantasy leagues. No. <laughs> I know I said 350 yards, but as a man who is not in the playoffs no. in any no. of my leagues. Don't, don't, no. I, I disagree with you, Fig. I think you start him. I think uh, you start him. Look, unless look, you have I, like Mahomes. Yeah, we know who your um, uh, Lamar, QB two is. We know who your QB two yeah. is. No, you you start Justin Fields this week, and he's gonna he's gonna win you. I've it's a pivotal matchup too. I've been disappointed too much. I know it doesn't align with my bold prediction, but mm-hmm. like it's a bold prediction, and this one's a little more logical. I have him in like yeah, a this lot isn't of bold. So. so I don't know. Maybe I've just been burnt over and have too much uh, PTSD from it. But good luck. Is so all there you go. You split. You got me telling you yes. <laughs> you got Figgy saying no. So I mean, flip a coin or you know. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Good luck. Let us know how that works out next week. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <clears throat> so bold, or we got bold predictions of the way. Final predictions, and we'll get out of here. Um, again, Bears versus Lions, uh, noon game in in Chicago. It's gonna be cold. I don't think it's gonna be snowing. I think the wind's gonna be fine. Uh, Ficky, I'm gonna let you start. How are you feeling with this one, man? <sighs> All right. Last time I was kind of close on mine. I think I remember. I think I had, I think I picked the Bears. I picked like high scoring. Okay. And they should have won that game. Let's be real. I'm going to do the same. I'm probably going to think this defense somehow is going to give up 31. I can see four touchdowns, a field goal. And then I think our offense is going to get like, Man, that's a lot of drives. Now I'm thinking about it out loud. You know what? 34-31 Bears. I think we okay. win it. Nail biter. Fields looks good. 350 plus yards. I don't know if that one okay. happens, but I could see us getting 34 and somehow so, we win this one. Very close prediction for mine. I actually had the Bears scoring 34 points as well, but I had them winning in overtime. Oh, um, 34. What is, up, what, is, what is up with you, timeout? What is up with you in these Super close games, overtime. We're due for an overtime win this man. time. <laughs> no, we're going. It's gonna be. I'm gonna go 34-31 to uh, 34-31 as well. And I think the wait. What was your prediction? 34-31. 34-31. Yeah, I'm, that's exactly how it feels. I'm gonna change it up. I just think it's gonna go in overtime in this one. I feel like it's gonna be a really fun, really fun game um, for both teams. I think this. If they do win it, and it's a close game, whether it's finishes in regulation or if they win uh, you know a thriller in overtime i just feel like this could be the signature win that we should have got like two weeks ago um where it's like okay big win four games left keep it going you know and if they can it's you know still to be seen but i really feel like this is one where it's like if they can find a way knock off detroit beat the demons of a couple weeks ago where it's like you finish a game maybe not blow it and i Hopefully, God, it's just a close game because it's just a really competitive game and not because they let the team back in, you know, because I don't want to see that story again. It'll piss me off. Um, But again, I think the Bears, I'm with you on this one. I think this is a win. I don't know who else is going to be picking the Bears this week, but not many. That's why we're here. And look, next year, I mean, logically, yes, the Lions are the better team. They should beat us. I'm just like deep down. I'm like, look. We did well against yeah. them last time and, and fucked it up. Let's be honest. 
Yeah. I, you know, we could possibly pull this one out. It's the NFL teams lose to teams all the time that they shouldn't lose to. Okay. So who yeah. knows? Hopefully it happens. And Dave, before we head out, got to mm-hmm. give out some, we do have some uh, new face gangs in here. So JP okay. said new face. It's my second show. So welcome. Really appreciate it. you've been active in the chat. Do really, really do appreciate that. King Buka. I think we've seen you in here before, but he said, been here commenting for the first time already subbed. Appreciate that as well. So thank you, King Buka World, uh, both both of those on YouTube. And again, if you enjoy the show, give us a like. Uh, I know we're about to head out here, but it still helps the algorithm once the show goes live. And like Dave said, we're on our way to 3,000 subs. So if you want to give us a sub, we really appreciate appreciate that as well. No, absolutely. We, um, we're excited. We're going to be back. Hopefully this is fun. We're going to recap this game right after um, it ends on Sunday. So about maybe 20, 30 minutes, right. Uh, as far as the game, um, once the bears win, we'll be back on, we'll go live. Uh, you'll get the notification if you do subscribe. So first of all, appreciate the support. Um, go ahead and check out, um, all the stuff on sportsmarket.com. Uh, go ahead and follow Ficky. It's Ficky baby. Uh, you can follow the pod itself, all socials, TikTok, Instagram, BFR underscore pod. Uh, and then if you want, check out myself uh, on Twitter, Dave underscore BFR. Uh, but Ficky, man, anything else before we kind of head out of here? No, nah, not really. Like, I'm just excited for a Sunday noon or one o'clock, depending where you're at or where you're at in the world. But just a regular Sunday game that I can watch. And then we don't have to do a show at like 3 a.m. Yeah. We don't have any of those late Monday, late Thursday night games. So I agree with you, man. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So we'll be back again. Appreciate the support. If you can hit the like button, if you're here and you're new, uh, you've been here a while and you haven't subbed, go ahead and and sub for us. Uh, But we appreciate the support. Hopefully the Bears have some fun, have some great, you know, games in store for us uh, for the last five games. Um, And I think I was going to say this earlier. Next show, next season. I'm not going to do it this year because we're already starting. We're going to write down. I'm going to have the predictions written down and also our bold predictions. And we're, we're going to recap them after every game just because I think it'll be a little bit more funny. Oh, we're going to get roasted. Uh, we're going to yeah. get so, roasted. So We'll bring those in. Um, and then on top of that, we're going to have a voicemail line. If you watch Hogan Johns or there's a lot of podcasts that just do it in general, um, we're going to have a voicemail line. I don't know if we're going to bring it out this season maybe we might we might we're looking into it so we'll see what the bears win if the bears win on sunday we'll bring out the we'll get the voicemail line voicemail line set up again that will be on the pod page so if you want to call in there we'll get the number on there of course we'll remind you during the show as well but we love hogan johns we think it's a great idea also there's a bunch of other shows that oh yeah they weren't do we'd love to do live shows but that's a little bit more horror that's a little bit more down the road we are we are looking to do that we are live calls i should say calls not yeah yeah, we gotta take baby steps to get here but yeah this would be this would be a good start so all that to say a lot in store uh it's gonna be fun of course once the off season gets around here that's it's gonna be crazy Um, a lot of fun episodes planned there um but again appreciate the support we'll be back sunday uh hopefully after bears win um and, and we'll see you then peace